I'm Ben. I'm Evan. And I'm Cameron. And this is Dads with Cause. I like I like what where Evan went first. It's like we're dads. We have cards. Should we be recording this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, also, I think. People... I mean, is this really what this podcast is about? Yeah. Like the question that I was about to ask Ben, and it's just like, nah. I it's not so. recorded. Yeah, people are interested to learn. You know, how could a coil be leaking oil? So, <laughs> I won't. We, I won't. When I edit, I'll edit everything out until you start talking. Don't worry. No, I want. I want the part we just said because, like that. That's the thing. We're literally like, should we record this? <laughs> like, you want inside of our creative process? That's how the creative. Should we be recording this? And one of us is like, nah. <laughs> I, lo- I love how you label that as creative process. That's the creative process right there. There's no magic to it. Where I was going, I got back up to that because like we, we, need, okay. we need we need we need all the context yeah. to understand this question. Okay, so I went driving Friday night and got stranded out. In the middle of nowhere, Hamilton, Mount Hamilton Road and Quimby Road. Uh, completely dead. So a couple misfires and then all of a sudden just died. Wouldn't start. It's determined. It's the coil, which is where we came in on this story, right? So car goes off diagnostic. Car comes back. It's the coil. They say to me, yeah, you've probably been having problems with this since the beginning. The I gave them the coil. They installed the coil. And he says, we pulled it out, and it was leaking oil. What does that mean? Uh-huh. What, <clears throat> what does it mean? Well, I mean, I know it means the, the coil's <laughs> busted, but why, why is the... Why does the coil have oil in it? Well, I mean, okay, let's start there. Does the coil have oil in it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Why would it be leaking? Well, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> I agree. Wait, an ignition coil has <laughs> yeah, oil in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, talk to us about that. Okay, so... Uh, on every street that is around here, you see the pole that distributes your electricity to your house. Not yes. your house, because yours is underground. Yeah. So <laughs> but, somewhere there's a coil somewhere. Or so like a... the, the big cans that you see on the top of oh, the poles. Oh, I love big cans. Gotcha. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> big cans the big, on the street. Big cans on the street. But I love big cans. <laughs> no, no. I love big cans on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back down to where he lives. <laughs> You got those cookies? I want to see big cans on the pole. <laughs> okay. Sorry, man. Go. Oh, no. We need the fire department for that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah. The, the big cans on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's going to be hard to get around that one. Anyway. The, the, the oily big cans? <laughs> yeah. The leaking cans. The all leaking right. big cans. Uh, All right, here's a question I actually don't know the answer to, so somebody look it up, or if you have the answer. What voltage does a spark plug spark at? God. God. No freaking clue. No, none. 1,200 volts? 13.2 gigawatts. Yeah, maybe. Um, Anyway, it's it's definitely more than 12 volts, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely way more than 12 volts. Right, so so what does the coil do? The coil takes your 12-volt battery and turns it into something like... 1200 or 1500 or 1800 volts i don't we'll find out any second once cameron finds the answer on his phone doesn't matter what it is on the car the whole entire electrical system is dc okay so it's not alternating current yep it's uh pulses of dc which is a bit of a non sequitur oh ben what is it 
you want to take another guess? No, I don't. I have no idea. What, did you, what was your guess? Or I, what did you say? You're I was like, like, roughly like 1,200, 1,800. I was guessing, but it was like 15, 1,800. Is it 23,000? Evan? I have no clue. I, I would have said 13. 13 volts? 13.6. One, one more than 12? Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Your next guess, Ben, at 23,000 yep. is about right. It's Whoa. somewhere between 20 and 20-something thousand. Okay, so how do you get that many volts? A step, a step up transformer. Uh-huh. Right? So a coil, that's all it is. Yeah. It's got... Is it weird that I'm a little turned on right now? No. Is it the oily turn. cans? Fucking keep talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it the 20,000 volts going it's through your oily cans? Ben's extreme knowledge of electricity. I know, right? It's, I knew Ben was going to know the answer awesome. to this. I was like, if Jesus. somebody's going to... Expl- yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, so it's a transformer. <laughs> you know how like, you have a step-down transformer to go yeah. from 110 to 40 volts or 20, yeah. 20 volts in your stereo right. or your TV or anything, your computer you know, power well, supply? Don't, don't our amplifiers like have a step up? No, they have a step down from AC. Really? Yeah, it's a step down usually. So if you so you're like the amplifier that I worked on of yours that's yeah. like had a 35 volt rail so plus 35 minus 35 volts 110 comes out of the wall right and you need smoothed flat yeah yeah DC right yep. so not yep. an AC waveform a DC like, right uh, potential difference between zero volts plus 35 and zero volts and minus 35 which you get by rectifying the AC electricity and then well, stepping it down, then putting it through a rectifier so that it, you flatten out a bunch of capacitors yep. and smoothing it all out. Yep. Make, it, make it all lovely for an amplifier. In a car, you don't have AC to, to begin with. You right. have DC, you have 12 volts that comes out of the battery. So what your alternator does is create pulses of electricity that are not, they're not strictly AC because they don't go plus and minus, right? Mm-hmm. But they, they go from zero and they go to plus 12 and then back down to zero. So you have this pulse now, if you put a pulse like that into a transformer, you can step up the voltage by the ratio of the turns in the transformer. Okay. So you have a, in a in a coil, which is why it's called a coil. You have a coiled two coiled wires that are close to one another. Right. And the ratio of the coils will turn twelve volts into twenty thousand. Got it. And Got it, it and it works because it's a really short pulse, obviously, of electricity. Right. So this is leveraging exactly the same. Uh, physical stuff as an actual transformer, and the oil is an insulator. Correct. Okay. So it it if it if you didn't insulate the wires from each other, yeah, they would just be... they just arc across, and yeah, you, and then you wouldn't get any output, and you'd get heat and everything else. So the well the 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 oil is actually really good at dissipating the heat that you that you right. that you get as a byproduct, right? Which is why the cans that. On the, the poles, oily, the oily know, cans the, on the poles, the great big oily cans yeah, on the yeah. poles. Okay, right? that's sometimes when the when the oil leaks out of those, they blow up. You get a big bang, and they yes. blow up, and your power goes out. Yeah, nobody loves it when the can- your oily cans blow up. <laughs> no, you don't want that. <laughs> but but like for example, on my three series, the coils they're just these oh, rub- yeah. rubber they're, insulated. That's a different kind of that's coil. A, it, okay, it's doing the same thing. Yes, it's just on an individual basis for each each cylinder. Aren't the solid state? And I don't know if they're solid state or not. Yeah, they could be. So okay. yours actually has oil from the motor flowing through it. No, no. it's or a it's sealed built. It, oh, I see. It's, it's a sealed it. oily can. Gotcha. <laughs> see, that was confused there. I thought I thought maybe there was like, some it, sort of seal. It's going. like when you have your can surgically enhanced. Mm. It's a, right. It's a sealed unit. Yes. Yeah. Until it isn't. Mm. And then it leaks. And then it leaks. And guess what happens when it leaks? Well, it flattens out. Yeah. Well, when it leaks, it shorts. 
That would make sense. And then your car doesn't start. Yeah. Because it's not getting 20,000 volts at the spark plug. Boo. So yeah. you have one coil. It's it's pretty... <laughs> it's a fat... It's a good thing you can't see my hand right coil. now. But, it's you know, it's fat, let's say three inches in diameter. Coil. No, it's not that big. Maybe it's two about, inches It's in about diameter? maybe an inch, inch and a half. Yeah, it's like a... You know what it looks like? To me, it looks like a, a big fat capacitor. That's what it looks like. So it's like a voltage regulator. No. Nope. It's different. Yep. Does the car have a voltage regulator also? No. This it does, but the separate voltage regulator has been removed and it is now inside the alternator. Your car definitely does. Your your car has a solid state regulator. Right. Probably many of them. Especially in your ECUs, because ECUs don't like it when voltage goes all over the so place. So his coil is responsible for every cylinder. One coil for every cylinder. Yeah, Correct. it goes right into the center of the distributor. Gotcha. So the, and then right, the, distributor the distributor spins gotcha. that voltage around and goes... Bzz, 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 bzz. Right, so every time the distributor makes and completes the connection, a pulse of 12 volts goes through the coil and then is stepped up to 20,000 and then is distributed by the distributor. Right. Because right. every time that circuit's completed, there's a pulse. Yeah. If it was just on, then that coil would do nothing. Right. Right. Has to be AC. The electricity has to be moving. It can't just be like steady state. Right. Yeah. I'm ha- I'm happy we recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm serious. That's some really good information. I know. I love that. So it was funny because when it was determined it was the coil, the first thing that Ross said was. So do you think the one that was in there was made in China? <laughs> and the first thing that Don says when I got to his shop is like, yeah, I think it's the Chinese coil that you had in there. <laughs> so so it's not original then? <laughs> no, when I bought... So here's the thing, and he was, we were talking about this. When we swapped the motor over, you had to swap the primitive ECU, which is called a CDI box in an early 911. And the one that works with a 74 2.7 will not work with a 77 on 3.0 motor. I remember you telling me this. So different CDI box went in, and the company that makes the CDI box, which is called Permatune, they make a distributor and they make a coil. And they were pretty insistent on their website that when you install their CDI box, you need to install their coil. I wonder why. I guess they want you to buy a cheap Chinese coil from them is what I'm thinking. Was well, it like Permatune? Does that does that mean that the, the like the software for the equivalent of the ECU like arrives on punch cards and you have to load it in? It's kinda <laughs> like that. It looks like a it looks like very simplistic components in a like resin suspension inside of a Oh so it's like a, it basically is a hardwired ECU. There's no computation going on. There's no uh, silicon chip in there. So it's like, that's the... Yeah, you can make... I could totally see how you could build that out of just passive components. Yeah. Although I think this does have a board in it, which actually has nothing to do with engine management and has everything to do... Well, maybe it does have something to do... It doesn't have anything to do with the fuel injection. It's all the ignition. Right. There's a way that you can Bluetooth connect to this particular one. So there's a subboard that allows for communication that will allow you to advance and RTARD yep. your. Uh, See, I don't understand. Timing. That's that's a fair usage of that word, isn't it? Yes, that is. I mean, the that's word. an engineering term. Like they haven't changed that. Like you said, right. on, on a Boeing plane, you're still going to have that screaming at you in the cockpit if you don't. 
This is as long as you're not referring to a human being. I think you're good to go. Okay, fine. Let's just make sure that everybody yeah. understands that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. I mean, like, wait, if you're where fine. I work, that's not called that's not considered inclusive language, even when you are talking about software. Interesting. So, yeah. so but, when you're but it's flying, still it's still a term in automotive technology. They have not, at least to date, in any of the manuals that I've read or any of the articles I've read, even in when the CDI box came, they talked about advancing and retarding the timing. Right. And the manual was written in 2020. So well, you want to tell us that we need to find better inclusive language? Put your inclusive language on our website and we will no longer use the R word. Dads with Cars podcast who forget to record their amazing technical knowledge dot com. com. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that, you know what? I can't, I, I can't really wa- cool. I can't wait for listeners to email us and drop us a note at www.dadswithcarspodcast.com. <laughs> yep. Tell us that that's all fucking wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's the most compelling. I totally had forgotten that it basically, the small can was the same as the big can. Yes. Well, on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the pole. It, but well, the, a lot the, of times the can, one can is a little smaller than the other one. So the the cans on the street are doing the opposite. Okay, so the cans on the street are taking twenty six, yeah. thirty thousand, taking it and taking it down, <laughs> to, taking it down, taking it down. Yeah, yeah, with their oily cans. Yeah, Jesus. Until they leak, and then you pop. So my uh-huh. old, my old truck has a has a big uh, coil on it. Yeah, we we talked I about guess. this before, and I was joking the other when I was messaging Cameron about it. I was like, you have to get like fire breather or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fuck right, it is. right, gotcha. <laughs> Because I've seen that in the muscle cars. It's like Medusa's hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the impulse thrower. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't Neutron star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the, the in the last the last Star Wars movie that wasn't like a that was like part of the main st- Star Killer? There you go. It's that. Star Killer base. Yeah. Star Killer ignition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, come on. It was just like the Death Star, except they just made it into a planet. Come well, on, it we didn't have a big on. round thing that you know was the shooter thing. It was like a belt around the... We're going to yeah. get haters now, but all three movies are the same yeah, as the other three really movies. True. Ugh. I don't know. The Jar Jar Banks movie really did my head in. Yeah. And, I, and again, I'm respectful of Natalie Portman, but oh, dear God. I've read that... Even Hayden Christensen, who like was painful to watch, in my opinion, for all the three of those the prequel movies, that he was that he is a good actor. I've seen him in other movies, and he's a good actor. But he was really told by George Lucas, like, "Hey, I need you to be more like this," and it, you know, really went went against his natural acting grain. Yeah, great. So you can't really blame him so much. It's more like George Lucas. Yeah, was we should all blame wh- George Lucas. Him a little bit. That dirty, dirty Ewok. Tell us about the car show that you went to tonight. It was a rotary event, and they were just like, "Hey, if you've got a modern, cool car, bring it, and we'll we'll show it off." It was a weak turnout, in my opinion. You know what I love though about that rotary event? Hoods up, yo! Oh my gosh, the guy had an e-tron GT with the hood up. Hoods up, the frunk up, the frunk. Shut the frunk up. Uh huh. I mean, what? Now I did show that picture to Cam. He hadn't seen it yet, but I showed it to him when he got here. Yeah. He thought the guy was being funny. I agreed and with that's you. Kind of what you. I was said. like, I think the hood's up because he's just like idiot. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm too negative. I don't know. Yeah, why would you put the hood up on an electric car? That there's it's not, funny. It, it is funny to us. 
I, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, maybe his thing is like, look, mom, no engine. But why did the Ford F-150 Lightning have all four doors open and, the, and the front? I don't get it. I think what that's, are you doing? that, you know what that is? I'm telling you from the last, the last time we talked about this, that is your invitation to get in the Lightning and... If that guy's left the keys in the car, yeah. it is your opportunity to drive that thing around the block. You're taking a test drive at that moment. I was thinking about that with the, is it the SL, the Gullwing? Yeah, there you go. I was thinking about that. I was Doors like, up, oh, get I, in the seat. I totally thought of you when yeah. I looked at that. I was like, yeah. I wonder what that guy would do if I just sat in there went vroom, 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 <laughs> and like pretended I was steering the wheel no, and stuff. You know? Know, like, no, you know, like, like fire that up, do some donuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what you do is you go, you go first. You get yourself some barbecue. You eat with your hands. You get in there. I was ready to do it. Like I had touch barbecue. the wheel, maybe reset the like mileage on the trip. Like you need to leave your <laughs> your uh, change the settings and the your seat. fingerprints on everything. God, Ooh, yeah, just I, t- touch everything. I've never seen a car look worse with the hood up than that SL. That's just ridiculous. It's like that, that's the one where the hood just looks like seven feet too long. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like a dorsal fin on yeah. a giant yeah. shark. And that guy's like, oh, I know. I'll put it. I'll put it in service mode, right? Like it. That's not the normal hood position. That's like the bends. You've taken it in for service, like and yeah. the hood's now out of the way. It's thing. Straight up, yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. Like that. You press the button on the you, like on the both ex, sides. On both sides, You're right. and it goes up another yes. thirty degrees. Yeah, I think what it is is maybe historically, these guys. It's an older generation that was there tonight. I mean, it's literally all boomers. You know, they're all older guys and girls. Maybe they just think car show means interior, exterior, motor, like like that's open ridiculous. everything. Maybe that's what they think when when you're showing your car, you have to open all the stuff. I don't. I get mean, that. did I somebody think, come I, by I and think, judge? Mine was the only car with everything shut. I think next time you need to ask some questions. Yeah, but I'm gonna come across as rude, and I really don't want to. No, 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 no. You, you could, could be you like, could, you hey, can totally so... ask the questions like really like nicely. Yeah, like so. So what's up with the hood up? No, 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 no. no, no. So tell me about the lightning. Uh, no, I think you go even a step further. You're like, so what's the tradition around here at the uh, rotary events when hey, you're so showing I, a car? My car's here. Like, what? So you guys have opened up the hood and the doors. Should I do that as well? Right. And then you I could just don't get it. <laughs> then you could just hammer them and just be like, that's the worst. So, so this the couple guys that I kind of know. They were like, they didn't know, they don't know that I own my car. So my car was parked the first one. Who and do they think it was? All those cars. Well, I mean, I didn't. They didn't seem to get They're out like, of it. Ooh, a Porsche. No, they they go. What do you? What do you? We started talking about the cars, and they. I said. They said, "What do you think is the most expensive car here?" And I go, "Probably that SL, the, yeah, the Gullwing." Yeah. I'm like, that, "That's like a half a million dollar car." That's yeah, a re- not anymore. Well, the old ones are. What What are the new ones? It's a modern one. What What is that? Are you talking about like the one that's like the McLaren, the SLR or whatever? No, it is? it's a Gullwing. It's a kind of like the SLR, but it's a Gullwing. Okay. I showed you a picture of it. Here, let me show you. I mean, but, how how old would you guess that car is? Teens? Ten years old? Yeah, maybe. Oh no. That no. It's pretty modern. Yeah, that's pretty modern. So what do you think? Yeah, it's two hundred thousand dollar car, maybe. Really? Maybe. I don't think any car there was worth more than that. No. So he so he goes, he clearly didn't know that much about cars, or maybe he thought that my car was a GT three, which some people do. He just goes <laughs> he he goes, Oh, I think it's the Porsche. And I go, I could safely tell you that that is not the most expensive car here. He's all, because it's 100 bitches. Like, it's mine. And then I literally busted out my key and I go, because it's mine. 
I, I know these guys. It wasn't yeah, like, a, you know, we were good. just being buddy buddy. Yeah, nice. So um, I showed him my key and he goes, no way. And I go, yeah. And he goes, and he straight up asked me, what'd you pay for it? Or, yeah. or, or how much is it? Totally. And I said, it's sub $100,000. Yeah, good. I, I said, I shopped, you know, and yeah. you know, it's whatever. And he's like, oh, that's amazing. You know, so that's how it is in that family. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, it was it was just kind of cool and flattering, you know, that yeah, they thought that my nice. car was the most expensive car there. <laughs> that's definitely a crowd of people that knows European cars. Yeah, they do not strike me as car people, any no, of them. No. And this one couple that's like our age, and I thought, oh, I could hang out with them. They got in a Lexus RX three fifty or something, and I was like, sorry. <laughs> we, we're, I'm, you don't even know that we were about to get together, but I just broke up with you. Oh, man, you're such a snob. <laughs> I yeah, really you am. are. I mean, I really like, that's like at least is like a white goods item car. Like that's, that's it's not not that it's horrible. not just that it's it's not horrible. I can't imagine being the kind of person that's be like, we need a car, we've got a family, and that's what you go to get. That there's something going on there. Like you're, you're either boring. There's so many things I want to say that I can't say on this and record it. But uh, it's boring, you know. You're probably a boring person. No, well, I mean they, they, it safe. must work for a lot of people because you see they're a lot everywhere. Of, they're yes. very well sold. Look, I like you guys. If you're listening to this, you're good people. <laughs> you're fun. Your kid is really cute, and I'm sorry, but f- fuck that car. <laughs> fuck your car. <laughs> fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> So that's interesting because um, we were talking about this over dinner over the weekend. My friend Brooks, we were talking about the amazing garage that he went to go see that is his neighbor's, which he God. he didn't realize that the neighbors tore down the house next door or across the street to build a garage. He just thought that they moved in. They were brand new and built the house. <laughs> and he goes up. Oh, and, my God. I'm remembering this. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Anyway. That that part, we if you want to talk about that again, we can talk about that. But like you were just saying, Evan, he says to me, so I finally made the decision of what I'm buying next. And I'm like, yes, he's going to tell me he's buy, he's found an old 911R that he can finally afford. Or he just put money down on a GT3 Touring. It's a Lexus, isn't it? Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm buying a Lexus. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. Well, all right, <laughs> he's look. like, I'm buying a what Lexus. Lexus. Yeah, which one? The one that is the only thing that Toyota brings into this country that is the Land Cruiser. Hmm. And I was like, what's driving that decision? He's like, well, you know, like we need three rows of seats. I'm like, but you have a Volvo with three rows of seats. And he's just like, yeah, I know, but like I really need something. So like when I'm driving the kids, I'm like, of all the shit you could buy, <laughs> this is like where you land? <laughs> like, dude. No. And? I mean, I think he felt kind of berated by me. Yeah. (laughs) Much like Evan is apologizing to the friends that he almost made. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bricks, that I was like super judgmental about your Lexus thing, but... And did he already buy it? No, no. He's still thinking about it. Okay, good. If you already bought it, I'd be like, you're an asshole. I threw a bunch of of things out. I was going to say, there's a bunch of other things you you could do. I'm like, a third row of seats. Like, dang, you could... There's a million things you could buy. There's a equivalent Mercedes that's like that Lexus that probably costs the same. Like, they're not cheap. I was no. like, I went to look at what he was buying. It's over a hundred grand. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was like, no, of all the stupid shit, don't buy that for a hundred grand. 
I felt bad afterwards, like I was being a judgy prick. I'll never forget the time where my mother-in-law had a really cool Forerunner, like the badass model Forerunner. I just loved it. It was white, and it just had these big tires on it. Yeah. it was just, she just loved that car. And she, they had, I guess they had been in a parking lot or a dealership or something, and she looked at a, a Lexus, like the big one. I forgot what it's called, GX something this giant. 470 that's what he, yeah that's what he's talking about <laughs> gx470 yeah giant that's the car. giant giant it's massive giant ugly ugly beast it's just yeah it's, it's way huge. too big and um so she said oh that that's nice that would be nice you know her car was like seven or eight years old at the time but she loved it and i loved it we all loved it and literally you love the forerunner i love the forerunner yeah i thought it was a great looking yeah off-road looking car yeah. like badass that's and what it, brooks drives now He's got like the V8 Forerunner. It's a like, great what, truck. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, I can see the seven seater. Yeah. Maybe it's not as tall or big. I don't know. Three rows. So more hose. Without asking, <laughs> without asking, my father-in-law sells her car and goes out and buys her a brand new GX470. Okay. And makes this whole hoopla about it. We go to the house for the weekend, three hours away. And she has no idea. It's parked in the garage. We all go outside because Chris has something to show us and opens up the garage door. And there it is. And I, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but the look on her face was not good. Oh, she no. was just like, what? Now, she's a very kind person, and so is Chris. So she played ball and was like, Oh my God, thank you. And you know, and his whole idea was we had just had Charlie and he wants to be able to put all of us in the car and go somewhere if we have to, right. which right. I think has happened one time in, in 11 years. <laughs> and she's stuck driving this monster. Yep. Well, they don't have it anymore. They okay. finally got rid of it. Nice. I was going to say like, how long ago was this? This was about 10 years ago. Okay. And now, now she has a Highlander, which is much more reasonable. You know what? There can only be one Highlander. But, but there could be only can one. you imagine like selling someone else's car and buying them another one without their input at all? Hey, I hate to tell you this, Evan. I sold your car. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. No. The, guy, the guys at Fremont were like, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, but you, on the, on you the way might, in when you walked in the door here. But you might yeah, get me like, something cool. You know, you might I might trust to do something like that. You know for, that you know that Lexus coupe that they make that big. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, secretly, she literally told me that she hated that car. That day? How could that she no, not? No, not that day, like a year but later. But I mean, did she oh, express wow. some interest in it, just that it was passing? She was exactly. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, big, exactly. big, it's like a big-ass version of what I drive now. Exactly. On she goes. And he went and spent like $78,000 on it. Wow. Jeez. I thought um, he was like a big, you know, Ram Tough. He is. America's well, they have a Ferrari Highlander. And... He has a Ram truck, but he also has America's Ferrari, and he also has the Highlander. Okay. Highlander is a great vehicle. That's a really nice, nice rig. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I mean, I don't like the way it looks, but it's practical and no. it's big enough, and it's got all the bells and no. whistles technologically. No. Why are you saying that? It's a Toyota. Yeah, well, so is the Forerunner. It's badass. Toyotas go forever. I I like okay. to- Toyota. Yeah, if- so what are you saying? You're just not not Toyota fan? I mean, other than that GR. Yeah. And that was a big stretch for me because well, I know you love the Corolla. That's what I'm talking about, the GR. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a friggin' hater other than that. Yeah, I respect it. I had a Tacoma for about a year and a half, and I, I love that truck. Trucks, I can totally go with the Toyota truck. I tried to talk my dad into a Toyota truck. I, I go forever. Yeah. But the cars, eh. 
Yeah. Anything that they turn into an SUV, eh. The Venza. One, the name's stupid. Two, is it a van? <laughs> is it an SUV? Is it a car? Okay, you that, decide. That thing sucks. Remember when they made the Solara? <laughs> what the hell was that? Ugly. Yeah, ugly. It's foul. What's the what's the little SUV that they make now? Like I can't I cannot keep the Hondas and the Toyota straight, and the Hondas all sound like venereal diseases. Oh dude, I got you the HRV. Oh, I don't want no HRV. You can't give me the HRV. How did you get the HRV? I got it from the CRV. <laughs> It's the seats. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I was the pilot on that CRV that gave you the HRV. You need the passport, which is the vaccine. What about the HHR? Is that a Chevrolet? That's a Chevy. God damn, that thing is gross. Yeah, it's like a delivery van on crack from yeah. the fifties. Nobody wants the HHR. No, Rav- and they don't want to get the eight, the Rav Four. Rav oh, Rav Four. How okay, did you not yeah, think of that? sure. What? What that about is- it? fucking ugly yeah it's terrible no, it's terrible but it's like the most probably widely seen car on the road ever they're everywhere yeah. rav fours i know I, every God. time i every time i see one i'm like who yeah <laughs> i mean the solara pretty much takes the cake on that one i can't picture what that looks like it's so imagine no, you don't uh, have to describe it okay <laughs> i won't then <laughs> imagine if a ford and a toyota had a baby mm really gross mm. I'm, uh, I'm scrolling okay uh venza no no forerunner yeah, eh. okay. yeah yeah i like uh, the forerunner. corolla cross hybrid what the no. fuck why no corolla cross no rav4 no, no. rav4 rav4 sequoia that's big Ugh. ass that is that's freaking massive that's the, that's a uh escalade mini yeah 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 grill kind of looks like a grill tell, all tell up your in your face. a little bit Grand Highlander Hybrid. Grand Highlander. There can only be one Grand Highlander. BZ4X. Okay. What the fuck is that? Don't know. Artists what does that look like? Wings and shit all over it. I've told you guys okay. that I, I don't Ew. mind. The, I don't mind the Camry so much. L- l- oh, like Jesus. Like the TRD version. Yeah. Not on holy ground, Highlander. Yeah. There you, could be only one. XSC. You know why you like that? Because TRD spells turd. Turd. I had TRD written on the side of my Tacoma back yeah. in the day. If you get one of those uh, Camry turds, like you need a plate that's like TRD HMR. I was going to say, put like a little <laughs> sticker of a hammer right next to yeah, the right. TRD. Yeah. <laughs> Turd hammer. What do you think about a black and white license plate with my black and white car that says EB space N space IV? I don't even know what that means. Ebony and ivory. Okay. I'm asking you what you think of it. You're like a big Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson fan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They lived together in perfect harmony. (laughs) Sure. Lived together in perfect harmony. (laughs) Sweet. Um, I did see a black and white license plate the other day that looked really cool. I got to get that. Yeah. I don't know how you, how do you get those though? I haven't seen those on the DMV site. Is it? Yeah. I have not seen a black and white one on the DMV site. I've only seen the black and yellow. Okay. I'm making it up. What'd you say? I'm making it up. Well, I mean, you got to be able Fucking to get them liar. somewhere because they're they're available. Well, it yes. could be from that company you were talking about, where no, you could just get the plate. I, no. pr- I could have sworn I saw it. That's what okay. I'm, I'm going to look again, but I swear, last time I was like specifically <laughs> looking for that because that's what I really want. Yellow would look weird on my car. So, and also that's just more of like a historic thing, you know, the black and yellow. Yeah, get this stupid electronic one. Yeah, there you go. 
What is that? I read about that a while ago. Well, so I have two reasons. One, it's black and white. Yep. Two, you don't have to put the year sticker on it, right? Hmm. So if you're if you're like saying that the yellow, black and yellows, that wouldn't look good on your car. Like there are some years when we have like an orange sticker or a yellow right, right. sticker, and I'm like, oh, cool, that looks great on my car. And then the other, I have a green sticker. I'm like, no, fuck <laughs> off. Ruins the whole car. Ruins the whole car. Like <laughs> I have a fucking green sticker on the back of my car now. So the electronic ones don't have a sticker. The whole plate is electronic? Yes. Can you be like Bond and just change the freaking digits whenever you want? No. No, you can't, but you it it's all you can renew your registration online. It's just automatic. So But I told you guys the new game, right? The new game is going and renewing your registration at the kiosk in the grocery store. Yes. Because when it prints out, it prints out the sticker and it prints out your registration right there. But the cool thing is is the sticker Instead of having just some random serial number on it, it has your plate number on it. Oh. Which looks badass. Cause like, you know, it's got the little like date, but it's got dino juice above it. Oh. Yeah. You're I'm talking do- about the little that. one inch tiny sticker? Yeah. It says dino juice on like it. Like anyone's gonna <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Revan. It says dino juice <laughs> on it. Cameron's no, gonna see it. No one's ever gonna see that. Dude, the one that <laughs> the one that said UX matters, it said UX matters on it. Did it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> No one's gonna know. Nobody, I guess not. Nobody's gonna know. Yeah, but I, I guess the, I know. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll get into that custom plate game. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you I, I didn't get a great response from my idea about ebony and ivory. From us? I thought it was like a little bit of cheese, which I kind of like. It was so, cheese. Yeah, it's a little bit cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I like cheese though. But uh, you know what is what's? I mean, yeah, okay, I I, I dig it. And I'm like kind of sending out love to people, you know, in a way. You know, they read the plate and like, oh, this guy's like. A BLM supporter or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're going to be like, okay, we see Ivory. Eben four. Because <laughs> Ivy. You know? Eben flow. <laughs> People used to call me that back in the day. When, Even that, flow. when that song was really popular. Sweet. Yeah, call me Even flow. Yeah. You know, because my name's Evan. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the reason. That's a good reason. Did you get a new G-Shock watch? No, I've had this forever, but the watt, the battery was dead, so I just replaced the battery. Sweet. Which I did myself. I was pretty proud. It Good was for you. pretty goddamn easy. Yeah. With your tools. Couldn't have done it without your screwdriver. Yeah. Well, you can thank Ben for that, too. He's like, you know what you need? I'm like, I don't know. What do I need? He's like, a good set of Japanese screwdrivers. I'm like, okay. Well, I need to go buy a set because <laughs> that's it's key. Well, you can order them on Muji. Muji, like the place that used to be downtown? Yeah, Muji. That's really? where I got the screwdrivers. No way. At the place downtown. I was pretty oh, sad no, when that no, place so now closed I can, down. So now I can share, like, this is why this works. So back in the day, we would have a lot of gear in the studio that was made by Sony. And interestingly, the like the crosshead yep. screws... You nailed it. This is the problem. ...on Sony's, they are not Western crosshead screws. Right, they're not posit drive. They're not regular Phillips. You yep. say posit drive? Yes, posit yeah. drive. God damn it, Ben! They are. He knows things. Japanese profile crosshead yeah. screws. So, oh. so guess, guess, <laughs> so what? guess, so guess what? Every tech who knows this goes and buys to be able to service Sony gear, like that DAT machine right there in the corner. Right. You want to borrow my screwdrivers? Yes, please. Okay, you need to get them from Evan. They go and buy. A set of Muji screwdrivers uh-huh. because they are exactly the right profile so, for Sony. So I give Evan like watch 
watch tools, right? Yep. He comes, oh, I need a screwdriver. I'm like, okay. So he brings over his G-Shock. He tries a few and they don't work. And I'm looking at him like, I know what you need. Yep. And immediately, like the the first one he tries, like goes right in. And he's like, yeah. yep, that's it. Yep. It like, seats quite nicely, I must say. Yeah. It just well, locks you in there. Torn, you would have torn up that little tiny thread head with that, like, with the other one, yep. like you could turn it, but not enough to get it tight. It's funny. It makes me think like, um, like, like the American versus Japanese one, like the screwdrivers, they're very small and everything, but they're all like dumb. They're kind of <laughs> dumb and fat at the end and like don't fit in anything and like useless. You're like these are Ram tough. These <laughs> yeah, screwdrivers. It's like, these are some fucking right wing <laughs> yeah. screwdrivers. Hey, hey, you, you got a, you got a mallet uh, to stick this screwdriver right, in the exactly. hole. Yeah. <laughs> Just use a hammer and get it in there. Yeah. Yeah, those, those do fit nicely. I'm definitely going to buy a set of those. I just I, I, know, like, I, I never I felt forget like such a tooling baller at that moment. Oh, yeah, like, totally. You know what I got? Japanese Well, you know what I was impressed by, too? Hold that thought one second. I was impressed by the fact that you said, I'll be right back. And, and then you came back in like five seconds. I was going to say, I'm did thinking, he drive to Muji? <laughs> right. It's like, but not just <laughs> so that. I like, exactly where they were. Right. I know how big your house is and like how all you have like toolboxes here and there and all the freaking tools in your garage. I'm like, oh, he's going to be sifting through shit forever to find these tiny little things. No way, man. Boom. I got a drawer full of screwdrivers. I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just me. That has shit laying everywhere. No, no joke. Like when somebody figured this out at the studio, like everybody like left and went to Muji. <laughs> yeah. Everybody went and bought screwdrivers. Well, it was, it was funny I assume because- I I could buy them online. Yeah. From Muji. We were at Muji, Ben and I, and of course our wives are just like, oh God. <laughs> and we're both like, what? It's like, you guys do your thing, whatever. We're going to go over here. I'm like, okay. So we're hanging out. And I mean, in some ways, I think Ben and I were looking for shit to buy at Muji. Because, you know, it's Muji and it's fun. And it's everything's, gone. You know, it's gone It's now. gone. Yeah. Yeah. But they so sell a lot of there. like, uh, not to say feminine, but like, they sell stuff for everybody. They sell you shut your stinky mouth. Pens and paper and <laughs> plates and yeah, silverware. You shut and your dishes. stinky mouth. Designers love that place. I love it. Okay. Well, then don't say it's feminine. <laughs> Oh, feminine is bad? Why is feminine bad? Because we bought Japanese screwdrivers there that like fix things. Muji's badass is what I meant to say. It's, <laughs> it's so, ram tough. So manly. It's goddamn ram tough. Oh, you, yeah. You can fix things. <laughs> anyway, we're, so we're cruising around there, and you know, like I, I, I just got the S2000, and Ben's like, hey, do you have a set of Japanese screwdrivers? I'm like, what is this that you speak of? <laughs> and he says... So you're bound to find something on that car that like no screwdriver is going to fit. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And he's like, you need Japanese screwdrivers. I'm like, okay. Do they have that here? And he's like, here they are. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm getting those, you know? And it was like, I sold the car. And I even told Alex, the guy that I sold it, hey, man, I got a set of screwdrivers for you just in case. And he's like, yeah, all right. And then like a month later, he's like, yeah, man, I sold the car. I'm like, I'm keeping the screwdrivers. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. I, I when you said Japanese screwdrivers, I didn't know that when you gave me the box, it would actually say the word Japanese screwdrivers on it. Does it say Japanese screwdrivers? It says Japanese screwdrivers. How would you know? That otherwise? is awesome. <laughs> I, <had laughs> I just no, figured like stuff that works with Japanese things. I, you had know, no, that, I had no idea. It actually says Japanese screwdrivers yeah, on it. it. Says it right that on there. That is rad. Uh, I was like, course, oh, these of course really it does. are. It's Japanese. <laughs> they're like just so. There's no confusion. They're like, our screwdrivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no other country has screwdrivers yeah. like we do. Yeah. These are specifically made for us. But I got to say, they're <laughs> like so... The, fub, the fubu of screwdrivers. They're like so narrow that you can't even tell it's a Phillips head. 
I know. It, it just looks like a needle. It's so yeah. high precision. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. And the little handle that comes with it, how nicely that fits into the other handle, the plastic handle. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I... talking. Like, the small handle keeps the torque rational on the smaller screws, and then you plug in the bigger handle when you need more torque. Love it. They think everything, except for good-looking cars. What is a good-looking Japanese car? The NSX. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? It's got to be more than that. Do they make a supercar? Other NSX. Than, <laughs> other than the NSX? No, that's the only one. Uh, Surprising, right? Considering they how made many that, cars they, they made produce? that Lexus for a little while. That super the super FLA. Lexus. Yeah, that was that was all right. I, I mean, feel it wasn't like, an I really get shouted at by people now because like, there's there must be tons of Japanese supercars. Good. I would like you to get a conversation started. Japanese supercars. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's, what's the what was the, <laughs> the original Nissan Skyline? Okay. Well, that so you're looking at me like that. You know that that's an argument starter right there. It. I mean. And it doesn't does that fall into supercar category? The built by legends ones are right. I mean, that's like a million dollar car, right? It's, but Toyota it's about does they, nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars too expensive. <laughs> but don't they produce engines for supercars or for for hypercars? Like in, in I hear they're doing really ra- well racing in F1. series. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're quite pleased with their performance in F one currently. Yeah, finally, that's Honda. Yeah, yeah, finally. And that's about to be replaced by Ford. Yeah. Which is kind of a crazy gamble. Cozies. But that's good because I'm looking forward to a shift in F1. It, yeah. it needs to be shaken up. Oh, that shift's going to happen this weekend. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Really? Have you not heard about this? No, please tell me. They they have uh, basically introduced regulations to ban the flappy aero. You mean the DRS? No, this is really, this is so like tech, geeky, cool, but. All the teams have been doing this. There's no, there's no one team. This episode kind of has a theme. It started out pretty tech geeky cool. <laughs> I like tech geeky cool. Yeah, so go ahead. So uh, just, that's the name of the episode. It by would the way. seem, <laughs> it would seem that a lot of teams have been creating aero elements in the front wing and in the rear wing, and in the rear diffuser area. So the area between the the upper wing and the lower wing, in the at the rear, that basically they change the angle that they're at depending on how much airflow is going over. So they flex, mm. right? So if you're going slowly, you want more downforce and they're not flexed. And then when you go faster, they flex and that reduces the downforce. In particular, there's one team that seemed to have a really, really good amount of performance when they enabled DRS, where uh, the theory is that the, the wing elements are flexing under DRS, under DRS conditions that actually introduce a lot more turbulence into the diffuser, which is reducing the drag significantly and, in, and in incrementally improving the DRS performance. So how are they doing that? They're doing that because they have these rubber elements between the fixed element in the wing and the body that allows the fixed elements to rotate. So what the FIA have done is said, right, you can't have fixed elements that are allowed to rotate with a... Uh, contraption but the the coolest thing is they've been hiding these like cams that only move like in one direction 
inside the bodywork so that nobody can see them. And they've got like these rubber shrouds over the things that allow them to move so that they, you know. But then you see like the in-car video and you can see these elements changing position under load when they're like going really fast. And then they change back when they're out, when the load is released, when they're going around the corner, when they want more downforce. So this is not something that's controlled by the team or the driver. No, it's completely, this is just, it's, it's quote passive. It's, right. not, it's not like an active error. But it element. does move. But it does move. So the FAA have tried to clamp down on this and the new regulations are coming into effect this weekend for the Singapore Grand Prix. Hmm. I wonder what difference that'll make. We'll see. Uh, I think everybody is can't wait to see what, right. what difference it's going to make. I have a question about the dynamic, or sorry, drag reduction system. So you see sometimes in the straightaway, they're like, oh, he's going to use DRS and pass this guy. Yeah. And the other guy's not using DRS. And then this guy uses DRS and just blows past the guy. Yeah. Why isn't the other guy, why isn't everybody using DRS on every straightaway? The rule is that you have to be within one second of the car in front of you. Okay. To use it? Or to, to, use, to use it. Fascinating. So really? If you, so if you don't have a car in front of you, it's not enabled. Wow. So if you're in the front. And I'm sorry, this is the driver's choice he, or the driver has control of this, right? It's a button you press on the steering wheel gotcha. to enable DRS. Gotcha. The system, that's, that's has, the system has to be enabled and you have to have, quote, qualified for the DRS. So there's a DRS um, detection zone before the DRS zone. So imagine there's like a, a short straightaway and then a corner and then a long straightaway. So they might have a DRS detection zone in the short straightaway before the corner. So they'll measure the time between the car in the lead and the second car. And if that's less than one second, then on the straightaway at the point that you're allowed to use DRS, it will become enabled. So I think, I don't know exactly how it works, but you know, you come around the corner and you press, basically press and hold the button and it will enable as soon as you cross the beam for the section of track where it's quote enabled to be used. But you have to have been within one second of the car in front of you to be able to use it. And the guy in front of you, obviously, let's say, normally has nobody in front of him. Correct. So they don't. So they can't use it. They can't use it. Now, what about when you pass that guy? Does that mean you have to shut it off right away? No, or can you keep, keep it on for it, the rest of the zone? It stays on. What a trip. For okay. The, for the thank zone. you. I was seriously confused by that. And then I the, know I could have Googled it, but I thought it'd be fun. And to then the, ask person, you. the person behind you, the, well, so if you're in the lead and then you get overtaken, then you're a second. But you can't use you still can't use it in that zone. In that zone, because you have to make it to the next detection zone before you're enabled to use it. So it's quite a dynamic affair. I just need to say I hate all of that. Why? I just hate <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like the same feeling that I have about the overly overly computerized car. I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. Like I, I get that it maybe makes the sport more interesting, but I think maybe making the sport more interesting would be why don't we take away all of the active arrow and go back to say the mid 1990s. There's no active arrow. That's the only thing that's active. Well, I assume that was pretty controversial when DRS that's became fair. a thing, right? I took them a long time to figure out how to make the most out of it. It's why you see it inc- it's, it's, it's meant to increase passing, right? I mean, that's generally the it's idea. It's meant to it's meant to enable so the problem I mean the the aerodynamics is actually caused as much of this problem is it solved because what was happening before was you'd have these cars with an enormous amount of downforce that were creating such a disruption in the air behind them that while a car could get close to the car in front, couldn't get close enough to actually overtake. That's racing my friend. No, it's not. 
The problem was that the air was so disrupted right behind the car that there was no way that the car behind it could ever get have an, an aero advantage. Right, right. So, so the there's DR- no, no slipstream. So the DRS actually enabled them to unload the chasing car. Right. So that it was, quote, like evenly matched, right? It, was, it had a benefit which, in, in theory, approximated, approximated the equal of the clean air that the car yeah, in, front in front had. Yeah. So that's 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 what it's supposed to do. Right. Right. Kind I don't of, know. I just have we jumped the shark with the technology thing with this? Oh I I hate all of it. Yeah. I hate I hate all I hate the fact that there's a cost cap. I hate the fact that they outlawed active suspension, active aero. I as far as I'm concerned, let them spend as much money and as do as much testing as they want to do and whoever is the best will win. Yeah. Now that like and then they're all like Oh yeah, but all the teams that don't have enough money will be like I'm like, okay, fine. I mean five teams. Go. It, it, <laughs> it's like the whole, you know, we're outlawing Quattro or whatever. Like that whole thing never made any sense to me as well. It's like, okay. They just came with a better technology. Right. What are you gonna do? Like Formula that. One should be the pinnacle. It should be the absolute apex of technology and engineering. And oftentimes it's like, well, we can't we can't actually go that far because there's a regulation that says we can't do that. Yeah, that's foolish. I blame the French. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much for every bad well, racing it, regulation. It is the FIA. It's, right? It's based in France, right? Yeah, I mean, and they, they're <laughs> jacking with everything. It's like, next thing they're going to get into NASCAR, they're going to be like, that gurney flap needs to go. Oh, but you know what I discovered? Gurney flap. Most F1, I said ca- gurney F1, flap. F1 cars have gurney flaps. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a. They might have a front flap uh-huh. and a rear flap. Mm. <laughs> I was watching Drive to Survive the other night. You ever you watch all that? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, I, it's great in, inside views to the people. I found most fascinating the team owners and like how candid they can all be and yeah, just regular guys having fun. But yeah, I was just kind of blown away by how buzzed I am and forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll jump in on the movie thing just until you get your, your, your groove back. It'll Stella. come back. Yeah. Yeah, come back. yeah. So you know how you shut off uh Lamonomy the other night? I couldn't yeah. stop. Oh, really? You went home and finished? Yeah, no, I went home and started from the beginning. No, no way. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I need to do that. You, have, you have to like tell that story because we had dinner all together on Saturday night, right? Yeah. God, that was fucking amazing. And then what time did you guys leave? Midnight. Yeah, I looked at my we watch, and all of a sudden it was 11.54, and I was like, holy shit. But by the time we actually got in the cars, it was like midnight. So you were I, up until what? <laughs> yeah. So, so you went home. I didn't go home. No, you didn't go home. He, went, look, he went and look, went and looked I went, at his car. Went to the, <laughs> you, went, went, you went to make went, sure your car was still I there. went to make sure that the, the 74 was still out in front of the shop. Yes. Yeah. With it, it was. With its leaky can. With its leaky cans. <laughs> and then I went home, and I was like, I can't sleep. I'm going to watch Lamont from the beginning. <laughs> How do I watch that? What, what's it on? Is it's it, on Apple TV. Oh, okay. I, I put it on Apple TV. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Same. While you were looking at and your car, I, I was face planted with my lights on, half dressed. Yeah. Sleeping that was a in great text that I got from you like the next you day. What? I was like, holy I, shit. Some, I didn't feel that buzzed. I felt fine. I mean, yeah. I, I, I try not to drive buzzed. And I don't know. I got home. And next thing you know, it's like 5 a.m. And I'm half dressed. And I'm in bed. And all the lights are on in the house. <laughs> and you got and dry I'm, mouth. You're yeah, just like, and I'm nah, like, nah, what nah, the hell is nah. going on? Like, how did I even? <laughs> I don't remember getting home, honestly. Yeah. So I it was weird. I uh, I watched Lamont. I was just so tired, is what it was. Yeah, 
And then in addition to that, I poured myself a drink. And then as I was watching Lamont, as I was telling Ben, I went drunk shopping. What? <laughs> like on your iPad? <laughs> yeah, I think I got my phone out. It was like, like pause the movie. I'm like, hey, Steve McQueen's got... <laughs> like he's this driving a jacket. He's driving a 71 911S, I think. And he was ordering his cosplay outfit for Le Mans. Yeah, it was. It was like Goggles. they told me I couldn't do it, but I'm doing it. I'm getting the I'm getting the McQueen wig. I'm doing the whole thing. The wig. No, but I'm I'm there and I'm like look I'm this is how geeky I am. I'm I pause at each like there's three different like sub scenes in the scene where he's driving a 911. And the first he goes by and I was like, sweet. He's got the displacement sticker on the back window. I was like, amazing. Got that. And then there's another scene and I pause it and I'm seeing the front and he's got the manufacturer's championship sticker in the win- in the front windshield. I was like, I have to have that. <laughs> Cause I had it. I had it oddly enough for the GT4, but I never stuck it on there. And so I was like, I wonder if they have like, you know, cause his probably was like, 69 70 or 71 i think they won those years so his car probably had some combination of that i'm like i wonder if they have like a 72 73 74 to stick in the window of the 74 and they had a 72 73 i was like it's mine awesome so i'm like purchase buy now yep and then i bought the wig nice. and the overalls no, it's all didn't. these have the no, didn't. the requisite Steve McQueen sweat sweat rings under the armpits, just like in the movie. Yeah. No, I'm curious. Like what? So it has the championship, like the what has the Le Mans sticker or the championship sticker? It's got the manufacturer's championship sticker. It's like the world for, champion for sticker. Le Mans or like no, just I I don't know how they determine that. Like what? Oh, they just they just assume it's Porsche. It must have won. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we win every yeah. year i'm curious see 2014 yeah first place audi yeah second place audi this is lamont yeah yeah so why isn't there like why can't i get like a, an audi sports sticker for 2014 i don't year know of my look car? it up maybe like, you can yeah chat gpt that be all audi wins lamont commemorative sticker <laughs> thing 2014 the f- I mean, I think essentially bay. that was like my my query was like Porsche manufacturers champion sticker 1974 and what came back was 72, 73. I'm like, close enough. Yeah. Oh, this is not what I was going to say earlier about F1, but I was interested to see or, or interested to learn that Lance Stroll's father is the team owner. Okay. Yeah. Um, John, Johnny Stroll? Uh, Lawrence Stroll, I believe. Lawrence Stroll. Larry Self, self-made billionaire guy. Not, not, only, not only is he the owner of, of Aston Martin F1, he's the owner of Aston Martin. Nice. Really? really? Yes. Wow. That's great. great. It seems like a very down-to-earth kind of nice guy. I don't know. Maybe not down-to-earth, but ni- nice person. I don't know. But, you know, like, hey, but that's kind of how F1 works. It's a bit nepotism-y a little bit, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my kid can drive. You know, that's cool. Just put him in the car. I mean, he has been driving since he was like six years old, you know, yeah. but still. Yeah. Uh, that took a bit of the magic out of a way. I mean, most racing works that way, right? Yeah, I guess. The Andrades, and, and then the s- Earnhardts. There was a scene with like, <laughs> I think it was not Leclerc, but it was like Vettel and I forgot who else was racing for Ferrari in 2020. 
and they they were battling each other and they'd completely crashed into each other. <laughs> yeah. And of course the team went nuts and you know, you see that in MotoGP, but pretty rarely. And it's infuriating. It's like, dude, number one rule, you, you have time, you have the width of the track. Yeah. You don't need to be on top of each other like that. Yeah. Come on. Did you, did you watch the Monza race? Oh yeah. The one that just happened. Yeah. 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 I watched it that day. Where, where, where the like Ferrari was like, uh, they were like third and fourth. Yeah. And Leclerc was fourth, and he really wanted to be third. And there was like two laps to go, and then they were issued the order. It's just like, yep, yep, you can race, just don't take any risks. Yep. It's like, what's uh, that mean? How can you do that? It's pretty much like d- let so and so win, like oh or, or let so and so be in no, front of you. No, because that, I mean that's very like historically that's been very clearly like the message. It's like no, let this happen, let this do this. Don't yep. don't yeah. ch- stop racing. Don't don't challenge this. Like we've got to get these cars. It's usually said like that. So let's bring it home. Let's bring right, both- let the, the, the cars getting hot. Yeah, let's bring both cars car. home exactly. here. Let's not do anything crazy. Kind of why thing. blow that shit up? Just and, fix um, it later. What's the penalty but, uh, for that? But Fred Vasseur, the like the team principal for Ferrari, he like, and then afterwards he was just like, no, I, you know, that's why we're here. Like, we want to see them race. Yeah. So I wanted that. I wanted them to let. I wanted to them to know in Italy, in Monza, in like the crucible of Ferrari, right? Yeah. Let them race, but don't don't crash into one another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I watched the part with a uh, Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg, um, like being given out or just being pretty much fired from the team for Ocon yeah. or maybe it was Albon, but it was, I think it was Ocon. And, um, it's like, how, how does he not think about the fact that he has been in more races than any other F1 driver that has never been on a podium? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you pretty much live, you must fall asleep every night thinking about that or it's, it's not the reason why you get fired though. It is. I mean, and that's the thing is he was so close to, doing well in this one race and he put it in the wall like the last lap and they were like Mwah, you're wow. done yep and that was it as they should yeah he's, he's back now though, isn't he? he's back now he's races with haas right yeah and and he hated being on camera i could tell everybody else was pretty positive about the whole thing he, i think three times i counted he gave the finger to the camera and <laughs> made some sarcastic joke which is fine but it you know it, is it doesn't paint the best picture yeah not, I mean, not only is he back it? now they just re-signed him for another year as well cool so mm. the Haas is keeping the same lineup next year look i find it impressive that he's been able to keep a job for that long without getting a podium yeah uh hey there's lots of drivers that yeah. that don't same thing with MotoGP. There's guys yeah. that have, have have started over 400 starts with MotoGP and have never gotten a podium. Hmm. Are we just running out of pilots, basically? Back markers, I guess. No, I, I think that the, the, uh, clearly the difference between the champions and the rest of the field is still significant. Yeah. But even the, the, even that whole field is... You know, like orders of magnitude better than basically any other driver in the oh, world. Oh, totally. And that's the whole thing is like Moto2, which is the step down, just like Formula 2. They, they're not ready. They're not ready to move up. So right. there is nobody to take that seat. Right. And they want to keep 2021 20, cars on the track. So I, I get that. Can I shift back to Please. something we were just talking about? Your outfits for Le Mans? <laughs> Here we go, cans again, <laughs> leaky cans. No cans. No. So there, I actually think we sh- we should talk about that for a minute because if we're all going to go to Le Mans, we we all agreed that yep. we would dress period correct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be the asshole Americans. Everyone's going to try to beat us up. No way. No way. I'm down, but I think if we're doing it, I want to go legit. Somebody- oh, you're, you're you're finding original vintage is what you're saying. 
I don't know if it needs to be original vintage, but it needs to be close to what we saw in the movie. So somebody's got to be rocking like the original Nikon camera. Yeah. Somebody's got to be rocking the tag <laughs> <laughs> or the hero, whatever. Somebody's got to be. I mean, we could rent. We could rent a vintage nine <laughs> eleven to show up. We got to get like a, a wistful blonde to follow us around and yep. just stare at yep. us. Yes, fair. Not totally talk. fair. Yeah. We, so basically, we'll be going to Denmark first. Um, yeah. <laughs> but back to the question. Yeah. So related to Lamont, the movie, not the race. What is the most entertaining driving movie you've seen? Oh, Evan first. Great question. Oh, I'm gonna need some time to think about what? that. What you just saw know. a really entertaining driving movie oh, that you're yeah. like pitching everybody on. But I don't know if that's the most entertaining okay. one I've ben. ever seen. Ben. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the like the the stock answer. Okay. Ronan. Ronan. Oh, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean That's that's generally says the Audi driver. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's generally accepted as like being the best. Yeah. Like car chase movie, most right? realistic, I guess. Well, but, no, I mean it doesn't necessarily need to be car chase. It's just like any movie that is mainly about driving. What's that Stallone one? Driven. Yeah, that's probably yours, right? No. <laughs> so I rewatched Driver the other night. Yeah, Driver's good, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Was yeah. that with the young kid that, that drives the Subaru like a maniac? No. That's, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That was intense. Yeah. I was like rob a bank or something. Don't yeah, that was pretty good. That was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, what, what was that? Uh, it's okay. That's going to drive me nuts. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll figure, figure it out. It out. I'll yeah. figure it out in a sec for you. But uh, no, Driver is is Ryan Gosling. Yeah, gotcha. It's like real mellow. It's just called Drive. Drive? Yeah. yeah. Drive. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty like hardcore like car movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but you're going with Ronan. Well, I mean, it's a great. I also scene. rewatched Ronin fairly recently as well, and uh, it hasn't aged well. No, the rest of the movie is kind of terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Which what are they driving? Isn't it a BMW? No, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of cars that they have. In but there. he's like, I need whatever. Yeah, I need an Audi S8 with a blah 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 nitrous injection system. Yeah. Robert De Niro, right? Yeah, no, it's that's not Robert De Niro, but yes, he's he's he's, in, he's, in, he's, in, he's a yeah. star. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you got, Evan? I'm just gonna say Gran Turismo was really good. I just I just watched it in the yeah. theater. Nice. And I was really surprised by how well well they did, and how they highlighted so many cool racetracks, including the Nurburgring and Le Mans, and like um, the Red Bull Ring in Austria, and just all the cars. I was pretty impressed. And a lot of it was GTRs because that's the class he started out in. Yep. Uh, so David would love that, but um. Yeah, I was just kind of blown away by it. The Born Identity keeps popping into my head. Uh, that was the other thing. I was, that yeah. was the other one I was going to say. With yeah. that scene with him driving that little red mini. piece of shit, it's yeah, and just going off. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was so well done and so realistic, and I just really enjoyed that. The, I believe that was it good. was the same coordinator as Ronan. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm glad that you not even nodded your head at all towards that because <laughs> it's not like a real driving movie. You know what I mean? It just but the the scenes that were in it, I thought were pretty great. It's, pretty a, great, great. it's a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, it's got to be Le Mans, right? No. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't finished Le Mans for the second or third time. So, like, and I hadn't seen it in probably 25 years. It's great. It's it's fantastic. But it almost feels like you're watching 
you know, the 1970 Le Mans race, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's beautifully done, and, and I think it's, like, for its time, like, unlike Ronin, it holds up really well. You're like, holy shit, how did they make, how did they do that? Yeah. You guys are going to hate this, but pure driving movies... I'm going with Fast and Furious 1. (laughs) (laughs) That did not even enter my psyche for some reason. Right, because all of the other movies after that are shit. But that movie, like, captured something about car culture that, outside of the main story, but, like, the vignette... Yeah. The vignettes around that, I just thought, captured a specific time in car culture really well. Yeah. A lot of it's cheesy and a lot of it's ridiculous, but some of the things when they start talking about the technology or, or you know, ways in which you make a certain car fast weren't bullshit. There were some that were utter bullshit, yeah. but like some of it, you're like, no, that's legit. Like what he's saying right now, somebody actually thought that through that knew what they were talking about. On the, like Ronin, the movie for me that... I will continually rewatch simply for the driving scenes. Skyfall. Like there's so much good British like revival type hardware in. It's like this moment in recent British history where they're kind of like, yeah, we still have a car industry and actually we make some stuff that's relevant. That movie is like a pinnacle of that. I just thought of a cool car movie, not racing but really cool car scenes and stuff that reminds me of my childhood in cars. Dazed and confused. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, in- it's a good the movie. Intro about cars. scene to that where they're playing sweet emotion and he rolls around in that Nova or something and then just rolls up and all the cars start kind of just driving to school and everything. And yeah. the scene where they steal the beer and he hauls ass and they take off or they smash the mailbox while they're driving the car. And at the end they're playing slow ride and just take off into the sunset yeah, kind of which is great i mean some of that was just so epic and the pickup trucks and wow all right <clears throat> so i'm going to play something to you i love that can i play something to you yeah please tell me if you know what movie this is That's not ringing a bell. Death Race 2000? (laughs) I got nothing. Vanishing Point. Ooh, that's old school. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Somewhat obscure. It's really obscure. Okay, I have a question for you, British guy. Okay. Have, Have you seen Fast and the Furious? Yeah. I have never seen a Fast and a Furious movie. Uh, not even the not, first one. Not one of them. Nope. Wow. Kowalski. You know. You know what I thought of too, which would be kind of a funny answer to your original question. Grease. <laughs> I was. It's funny. <laughs> like that actually popped into my mind. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> a grease lightning. But oh my god! Like everything about that is just so friggin' horrible. I mean, at the end they fly off in a fucking car, man. Back to the Future? Back to, back to the Future. Yeah. You yes, could, <laughs> Greg Carson, Back to the you, Future. You could say, you could say on, the, on the Bond thing, you could say Goldfinger. Goldfinger's song. What are they driving yeah. that? Uh, Aston Martin, DB4. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a great Aston Martin in every Bond film. Is that is that correct? Not everyone. What about, he had a Spy, series of what about Spy Who Loved Me at Lotus Esprit? Is that the one where the Lotus... No, that's o- o- Octopussy. No, look, the Spy Who Loved Me is the, is the submarine. 
Yeah, that one's great. But what about the one, which which is the one where the dude hits the window and the thing blows up and it says, like, alarm, car alarm, oh, I, I don't like, know. burglar protection or yeah, something. What is Austin Powers driving the spy who shagged me? <laughs> that oh, was a Jaguar. E-type. It's a, yeah, the yeah, Shaguar. Yeah, yeah, the Shaguar, right? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> I great. like that one scene where he does the flip and lands and oh, you know what? Okay, hits so his I'm nuts gonna, on I'm the gonna, stick I, shift. I think I have vanishing point somewhere. I'm going to put that <laughs> on the TV next time. Because it's like, a, like it's all like muscle cars and stuff. It's great. Well, you know, I'm gonna nice. not be in that podcast because I'm gonna be like, huh? <laughs> do you guys? Did you watch Death Race 2000 with Sylvester I've seen, Stallone? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Sylvester Stallone's been in a lot of movies that have yeah. some kind of car. Cobra. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cobra. I forgot about that. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, Charlie's Angels had a couple cool <laughs> well, scenes where they take the Formula One car onto the street. Oh yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Well, that's like driven. Well, there's that new Ferrari movie coming out that you said. Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be yeah insane. Yeah. When is that coming out? December. And then there's a Formula One movie coming after that. Huh. Really nice. I like the fact that the theaters are starting to create something that kind of remotely give a shit about cars. Yep. Yeah. Although I loved Barbie, so, you know, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready for anything, I guess. I got one other thing that frightened me, and then we can wrap it if, if you guys want to wrap it. Sounds good. What do you got? California's outlawing internal combustion engine cars as of 2035. Yep. Like, how fucked are we? <laughs> like, what? Can I ask for a clarification? Yeah. New cars right creating new cars yeah so <clears throat> you're selling new cars but but think about that in practicality how long do we think gasoline is going to be available in california yep until, right it's going to be the I'm reverse dead. it's going to be the reverse of what we have now it's like every gas station will be a supercharging electric station and we will probably have to drive Lots of miles to get the gas. Okay, here's my hope. My hope is that just like F1 is doing and MotoGP is doing, they're becoming a carbon-neutral combustion racing series. They're going to keep burning stuff, but it's not going to be oil-based. Right. So I'm hoping that that happens with cars, that, that we can, whether retrofit or something that makes a pop-bang sound that we fill up with a fluid that explodes that is not killing the planet right and i mean i think that that's a possibility like i i, I think i think i'm gonna have like a, a replicator in my garage that's gonna create gas for me that would be amazing so porsche is actually kind of working on the synthetic gas thing and the plant that they're making the synthetic gas is in the middle of nowhere in chile wow and the entire plant is probably no bigger than the space that your house sits on wow oh my gosh so they're just going to make a thimble full at a time. <laughs> no, they they uh, they already make enough that you could supply a fleet of cars, but their intention is to make it at scale, and it will be carbon neutral both in its production and then ultimately when it comes out of the tailpipe, it it should not be greenhouse. That's gas. what I'm hoping and banking on. Right. But when the state that you live in is going to, from a consumer market make it really less than advantageous for a petrol company to offer petrol in convenient locations 
yeah. eventually that's going to have an effect. And I think that's the point is they're just like, you need to give up the dinosaur juice and the dinosaurs that you are driving. Yep. Smoke yeah. them while you got them. Yes, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you're wondering why I'm driving so much, this could be part of that equation. Yeah, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, in my mind, me personally, I'm 50 years old. Okay. That's how many years from now? 12? 12. You're 50 years old. Yeah. So we got 12, That's now. 12 years. I'll be 62. Yeah. And then after that, I could still keep my car or buy a car in, in, in a 2034 that is brand new gas engine or whatever. Rock that for however long. I'm not that saying means. that you can't get a gas-powered car or maintain a gas-powered car. What I'm saying is... It's going to become increasingly more and more difficult to feed well, it. Even and, to feed and expensive. It. So like, yeah. let's go back to the beginning of the podcast. The coil. Yeah. I don't have a new coil in my car. I have an old coil in my car. That was sitting on a shelf in a shop, and he's like, "We put an old coil in your car." It's like, why? Not, not that I object to this. Coils last for a long time, unless they're Chinese. I guess <laughs> if they're Chinese, they last two thousand miles, and then they explode. He said, "We can't get this part anymore." Right. We could get this part, but you already had the part in your car. Yeah. Like, if you want the part that's going to reliably last and work with the car, we can't get the part anymore. Like, more and more stuff is going to go that way, right? Like, what are we yeah. going to do? Like, hand make the gears that go into a five speed transmission? I mean, yeah. yeah you know, you'll have a, a, a machine a, shop, a 3D printer that's just yeah. going to go. Great. I love that concept because, you know, at heart, I'm a maker. It's like, but... would you like this out of hardened aluminium or yes. would you like the titanium version? Y- you know, yes. Like... <laughs> Give me both. You know, it's going to be fascinating, actually. Yeah. The, the gray market that's going to come in to kind of like, get by these loopholes these legal loopholes to keep these cars running or whatever i mean there's going to be a lot of well, and that, innovation that was porsche's thing it's like they got out of the eu regulations or they they the eu backed down from their like california like regulations based on the fact that porsche with volkswagen's backing basically lobbied them and was like if we have a carbon neutral fuel that is both neutral to produce and and burns neutrally like it doesn't add to the the problem are we good and they had to say yes because they know that like not everybody on well in our case in california on january whatever in 2035 is gonna be like yeah i'm ready to go like we still have to support the things out there because the infrastructure for that is over 100 years old and I'm buying a car now. I'm not going to be buying a car, a new car then, hopefully, at least not one that I want to drive. So what do you do for those people? But they're going to make it exponentially harder on the people that are holding out. Yeah. Not, you know, not to mention, like, I know we've talked about this before, but buying a new electric car today is... It's about the worst thing you can do for the planet. Yes, <laughs> it is. For about two or three years... Or about forty to sixty thousand miles, the amount of energy required to create the car and charge the car exceeds the amount of energy needed to create and, and power a gas-powered car. Yes, there has to be like a, a lot of economy in scale for like buying and maintaining an electric car in the future for it to actually be more beneficial well, so or less damaging to the environment. Agreed. And so here's the other problem. We may want everybody to drive electric cars. We can't charge them. We don't have enough electricity to no, charge them. We don't. And the other thing that's going to happen, which is a funny other thing, because 
a nameless company, um, has done an analysis about this. And even in the current state, there is not enough electricity to run the next generation of data centers that we need to make AI work. So we're going to be in competition with industry for electricity and adding cars. Like that's the current state. Like just to have power running to your house versus the data center, you're going to be in competition with very large companies who are like, we'll pay whatever. Yeah. So how how are we planning on actually charging all these cars that we intend to make everybody buy? Yeah, we have to, at the same time as we're building out the infrastructure for electric cars and building electric cars and making that more efficient and less damaging to the environment with all the cobalt, cobalt and lithium and so on, like we have to figure out how to massively increase the power production that we're currently scaled to. Maybe Livermore will uh, turn that little science project they have into something a little more viable. Well, I mean, maybe in 10 years' time that is viable. I don't know. Fusion, is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Fusion, supposedly, would be a good thing. It's going to be fascinating to see. It's funny, when I read about all this stuff, I, I look at these science fiction books and movies that I have seen. I'm like, I can see that, you know, how that thing is powered quietly and somehow floating and... You know, they have this unlimited source of power. They have a tiny little fusion reactor and, you know, sure. inside each vehicle. And stuff but like I, that. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure every year for the last 40 years, somebody has said, yeah, we're going to have fusion in 10 years time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So and we yeah. still don't. And we still don't. Well, we do. Well, that was a major breakthrough. We do for like half a second. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. But I mean, think about, the amount of, I think about the amount of power that goes into that half a second. Even if we produce more power than we consumed... The amount of power to get to that right. point has to come from somewhere. Friggin' massive. Yeah. We need the Mr. Fusion home. <laughs> Throw the banana peel in, the can of beer, and go. <laughs> yeah. It's your kids, Marty. <laughs> what do we turn into assholes or something? <laughs> no. It's your kids, Marty. Something's gotta be done about your kids. Yeah.